Do you want to stop giving a fuck about what other people think of you? Would you like to make a habit of practicing gratitude by default? Are you curious about how driving habits relate to mental health? Do you need some examples of how to talk to God or the universe? In today's episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast, we are talking with Andrea Lowell. Andrea Lowell is a decades-long longevity and mindset master and the creator of the I Am Everything Project, which is designed to empower women to become their own guru and medicine through the lens of radical self-awareness. Andrea is also a master of utilizing natural and universal law to amplify manifestations to create the blissful life of our dreams and navigating the matrix like a fucking boss. Andrea has over a decade in this exact work specifically with women with a 100% success rate with her clients. However, everyone can and should reach out to her as her purpose is to awaken others to their own purpose and self-mastery. Andrea has been using self-awareness as a tool to teach the balance of the mind-body-soul trinity to restore us as human beings to our default state of effortless ease, serenity, and joy. Andrea Lowell is unlike any other person I have met in my life. I go into the story about how I came to find out who Andrea was in this podcast recording. It was a couple years back, and I was just blown away with how comfortable she was with who she was and how passionate she was about her values. And she's just a wealth of information. So in this episode, she tells us about how she got herself out of this really dark place in her life. And she tells us about the techniques she used to shift her mindset and shift her narrative. And look at life in a different way and look at herself in a different way. The strategies that she tells us about in this episode are so fucking impactful and also simple and very clear. And she tells us about how behaviors like driving habits can tell us so much about ourselves. She tells us how she talks to God and how she resolves uncomfortable situations inside of herself. It's fascinating her strategies and her outlook on life. And she is an amazing raw food coach. She talks a little bit about that too. Just fascinating stuff, folks. I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening and a self-empowerment leader. I am here to show you what's possible, to show you how to live through intuition and how to be confident in what you fucking desire. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Or you can find me on Facebook under the name M-E-M Kosick, C-I-O-S-E-K. Say hi. Tell me what you think about this episode. Tell me what you think about this podcast in general. I am always happy to connect with you. And I serve my clients through one-to-one support. I lead my clients to a stronger connection with their intuition, clarity about who they are and what they want, and fierce confidence in themselves. And I do this by asking my clients the tough questions, giving them strategies to look at their life differently, giving them action steps. And if you are interested in working with me, you have two options. 
One, you can book a 60-minute intuitive session with me through the link in my bio on Facebook or Instagram. In this intuitive session, I will give you the starting steps that you need, whether that's the starting steps to body confidence, to intuition, to inviting more desirable people into your life, etc. And I will also read two oracle cards for you for further clarity. Option two, you can work with me in my three-month self-empowerment program where you get voice messaging access to me in real time on a walkie-talkie app, and I give you Monday through Friday support to change your mindset, to change your inner narrative, and to rediscover your intuition and self-confidence. If you are interested in this three-month program, simply DM me on Instagram or Facebook. Folks, I have a very important announcement before we jump into this episode. Rude Awakening Health Podcast has gotten its first sponsor, and not just any shitty sponsor that I don't believe in. It is a sponsor that has such high integrity, a sponsor that offers things to the world that you're going to be super into. Chris Story of Primal Alchemy is now sponsoring Root Awakening, a health podcast. Chris has been on the podcast multiple times talking about a bunch of self-empowerment topics. He's amazing. And Chris is also the founder of Primal Alchemy. So Primal Alchemy is a brand that offers these amazing high-level herbal supplements and crystals Oh my gosh, their products. I don't trust any other products. I do not trust other products that are herbal oriented, that are crystal oriented. Chris's is number one for me. Primal Alchemy is number one for me. So I feel so good about this sponsorship. I'm so excited to share this with you. And as a special treat, you can use the code Root Awakening to get 10% off any product on their site. So head to their site on primalalchemy.co.uk or you can follow Chris on Instagram, primalalchemyuk and use my code rootawakening to get 10% off any product that they have. Fucking cool, right? Okay, let's get into this episode with Andrea Lowell. Okay, everybody, buckle up. We are about to record an inspiring ass episode today. The absolutely awe-inspiring Andrea Lowell is with me today. I am so fucking excited. Andrea Lowell is a decades-long longevity and mindset master and the creator of the I Am Everything Project, which is designed to empower women to become their own guru and medicine through the lens of radical self-awareness. So... I first heard Andrea speak on Primal Alchemy's Red Pill Initiation Hour podcast, which is hosted by Chris Story. And Chris has now been on this podcast as well, which is such a big moment to now have you both here officially on the podcast. Holy shit, goals fulfilled. But way back about two years ago now, before I even started my business, I heard Andrea on Chris's podcast and I was like, who the fuck is this woman? She does not give a fuck about what anybody else thinks. She fully fucking believes in herself, fully believes in herself. That energy is not, you can't fake this shit. She is who she is. And she is 100% 
her own personality, her own person. I didn't even know about what you and Chris were talking about, Andrea. Like the, the concepts and the topics for me were like way beyond what I was looking up and researching at the time. But I fucking loved the conversation because it was just two people being themselves. And that was so beautiful to me. And I learned so much in the conversation just by, just by listening to you two be excited about what you're passionate about. So I was so inspired just immediately listening to Andrea. And um, now we have her on the podcast. It's amazing. So it's an absolute honor to have you on. Andrea Lowell, welcome to Root Awakening a Health Podcast. Oh my gosh, Emily, thank you so much. And I am blown away by your beautiful intro and more inspired by the fact that the way you found me and the way you vibed, even when it wasn't quite where you were at, you could hear the infinite truth within that dialogue Chris and I were having. And that's really what matters is just that resonation with, okay, this makes sense. I remember when I was first exposed to some truth, you know, uh, decades ago, I was like, this is weird, but it's resonating in my soul, like flowing silk. Like there's something about this. It just feels so good and natural that it really inspired my own research into the depths of certain topics. And what you said about being oneself and not giving a fuck, I will tell you, I have found that the truest form of embodiment of spirituality is authenticity. Mm. The more authentic I am with my purpose and my being, the more I actually walk a spiritual path. It's when I was people pleasing, not setting boundaries, trying to fit in, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, being caring about the matrix and not being true to me. I was the most miserable and the most detached from spiritual alignment in my life. And that pain and that inauthenticity was not sustainable. And it brought me here today. I'm so grateful that we have connected and I'm so blissed that you reached out because I already know this is going to be one hell of a conversation. I know, I know, I'm so fucking fired up. I have been all day. And yeah, folks, this energy is contagious. So when we talk about like, what is being selfish, right? Like when we say, when we grow up and folks are telling us like, don't be selfish, think about other people, think about other people. Andrea is such a fucking great example of when, when you work on yourself, when you allow yourself to be yourself, when you experience self-acceptance, and when you move forward to do what feels really, really good to you, even if everyone else around you feels differently, Andrea is such a good example of doing that and then becoming contagious in her energy. I listened to Andrea and I was like, I want to fucking be like that. This was before I started my business, right? This was before I was like officially sober or like not drinking as much. And I listened to Andrea and I was like, oh my God, this is, I want to be like her. I want to be like her. And I want to be in this energy of her and Chris are different people, but they have this, this vibration that's so high that I want to match and be my own person and still be able to match that. It's such a good example of the, the energy that we can communicate just by feeling good and following what feels right for us. Right. Yes. And you bring up me and Chris and that conversation we had, you know, red pill initiation hour, Chris and I, we are, we have completely different perspectives yeah. on very, you know, popular topics like diet. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that we disagree because we are both walking so hardcore in our authenticity and our integrity that we can have the most beautiful communion and respect for one another 
because we're not in trying, we're not trying to impose our will on the other. I was never trying to convince him to live my way. He was never con- trying to convince me to live his way, but mm-hmm. instead it's like, you're doing you. It's working great for you. I applaud you and I'm going to support you. I'm always promoting his product and his stuff, mm-hmm. even though it's not what I might take. Some of his stuff I do, don't get me wrong, but I'm like, this kind of walk in the walk. And mm-hmm. there are people who need exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So when I try to impose my will on people, that's narcissism. That's saying, I have found it. I'm the only way. You have to do it my way or you're going to suffer. That's me assuming I know what your dharma is. I know what your karma is. It's like, I don't know shit about shit about you. So I'm going to meet you where you are. And if you want my solutions, you'll ask me because you like the way I'm living. Mm, exactly. Yeah, so. Imagine if we all lived like that, right? That's that's the goal. I mean, in my eyes, that's the goal to allow ourselves to coexist like that. And it was so nice to, like you said, to see this common denominator, right? You and Chris believe many different things, right? But there's a common denominator of following what you feel is right and being confident in that and not trying to convince the other person. That right. Should- was contagious. That is what I wanted to match in my own way with my own personality, right? So it's so beautiful. Anyway, I love this idea of, of focusing on what feels good to you and focusing on your, like, like you would say your self-mastery or your self-development and helping others by default, just by being your fucking self. How beautiful is that? So when you talk about like selfishness and all this, it's like, I cannot help you unless I have truly helped me. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking about bettering humanity, lifting the collective, serving others, I have to put me first so I can effectively be that person who is of service to the collective and to humanity. If I'm at the bottom of my list of people to take care of, I'm actually inauthentic as all fuck and I cannot give away what I do not have. So if I am in embodiment of the principles that I'm preaching, then I can easily shower them on everyone. But if I'm not taking care of myself, how am I going to take you to take care of yourself? It's just, it's hypocrisy. So we have this view of self-care is selfish. Oh, you know, uh, like take care of other people first, you know, bend over backwards, be a doormat. No, I have to take care of me so I can take care of you. It's like that old played out analogy of like, you know, the airplane and the oxygen comes down. I can't put your oxygen on until I've put mine on. Mm -hmm. Then I can help you amazingly. But if we're both frantic, we're both out of alignment, we're both panicking, it's going to beget more, you know, chaos. So it really has to do with, you know, believing that the change begins with us, us working on us and shining so brightly that we attract people toward us like a a lighthouse on the shore rather than me pushing my ways down your throat because I know best and you got to do it my way. And if you don't do it my way, it's like, no, I have no idea what your path is. And maybe my way isn't your way. Mm -hmm. But if you are vibing with my way, I'll be there for you and I'll be of service and I'll show you how I did it. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it, Andrea. So on the note of you kind of you showing who resonates with you as a longevity and mindset master, what types of practices do you work on with your clients to get them to achieve this level of longevity and this high quality of life? It all starts with maintaining an immaculate frequency. I cannot have the health I want. I cannot have the mindset I want. I cannot have any form of manifestation, which includes health. I cannot have any sense of the reality I desire if I have mixed matched 
vibrations going out. So it comes down to either starting with the diet and increasing the vibration that way, or if that's not a vibing with people, you know, getting rid of crap that we're holding on to that we don't know we're holding on to, like, you know, getting rid of ill will, resentments, character traits that don't serve us, bringing to the surface underlying fears, core beliefs, programming that is not ours. So when we rid ourselves of all this crap that does not serve our highest and bringing us to our most authentic self to be in alignment with our purpose, we can't do anything. So the very first thing that we do to get you to longevity, self-mastery is we get rid of everything that is not truly you. I love it. I love it. And can you talk about a little bit about what you work on your clients with diet? Because I also have a different type of diet that I follow right now, which is basically no diet, but I've been through all of the different diets basically. And I love to experiment with this when I'm in a mood to try this, I'll try this. And I fucking scoured your page for amazing recipes that you have. I think it's fascinating. Your, your relationship to food, how you work with food, it's absolute art. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. And I love food. I mean, I live to eat. Okay. Like if the way that I personally lived and for people who don't know me, I'm a raw foodist. I have been for so long. I don't even know how long. If my food choices weren't absolutely delicious and satisfying, I would not do it. And that's why I love to teach people these ways that, Hey, it's not just zucchini pasta every day. Like that's Mm -hmm. lame. You know, it's not just eating, you know, a mono meal of melon. It's, it's whatever you want it to be. So what I really do is I meet people where they're at. If someone's coming to me with a standard American diet, I'm not going to say we're going totally raw tomorrow. I'm going to meet them where we're at. We're going to make some tweaks and adjustments because anytime you make tiny little tweaks and adjustments, it's not painful and therefore it's sustainable. Then they kind of stay at that level for a little bit. And then we make more tweaks and adjustments. Now, the way that I suggest, and I always use the word suggestion, everything is a suggestion. You have the sovereign right and the autonomy to choose if you want to follow my suggestions. I need to know the client's goal. A lot of people come to me in dire straits where they've been told, yo, I have cardiovascular disease. Yo, I got type two diabetes. I'm going to have to get this procedure, that procedure, this, that, or the other. What do I do? I've tried everything and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Those are the clients I love because I'm like, all right, even if you have a standard American diet, we're doing a, you know, 10 day juice cleanse tomorrow. Oh, you're willing to do what it takes. We're going to get you there now. Um, If someone is coming to me with, I need to lose 40 pounds. You know, I might just make a few tweaks and adjustments. I might put them on a fasting schedule. It really depends on the need of the client. There is no cookie cutter answer for the right way for everyone to eat and move. It has to be in alignment with them and their goals. Once they start feeling better, once they start increasing their personal frequency because they're no longer consuming fear of like, you know, big factory farming or chronic inflammation from canola oil, from processed foods and food colorings and things that cause mood disorders and all this toxic crap that leads to dis-ease. They're like, oh shit, give me more. Like what's the next, what's the next level we can go to? So I let the client steer the ship. I am their co-captain. And when they're ready for me to give them my suggestions of where they should turn the wheel next, that's what we do. I like to teach people complete ownership. I always start every client off with, I am not here to foster codependency. 
Mm-hmm. I am here to empower you so that you are your own guru. You are your own nutritionist. You can be your own doctor. You are your own everything. You are the medicine. It's not me, my friend. I'll show you how I did it, but I am not it. It is you. So my job always, any client, no matter if they're a mindset client, a diet client, a personal training client, I guide them back to themselves because we live in a world where we're so detached from self and we think we have to outsource all of our power. I need this person for that. I need this pill for that. I need this program for this. I need that book, that retreat. It's like, nah, it's all within you. Sometimes we need those tools to remind us, but those are not sustainable tools. If I, if I have to go to a $5,000 retreat every three months to stay in alignment, I have not integrated. I am not the medicine. I'm outsourcing. So what I teach is insourcing and empowering those to become everything they need to be their highest. Oh, I love it. I fucking love it. That is true self-empowerment. That is true self-empowerment. That's self-mastery. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not, I believe that it's, it's really not by accident that we are led to believe that we need all of these other things outside of ourselves to become who we want to be. And I'm fucking excited to get into these topics because that's something that Andrew knows a lot about. Before we go there, can you tell us about, oh, by the way, I wanted to mention Andrea's fucking desserts. To this day, I eat, I eat almost everything at this point in my life. To this day, I would not take any other dessert besides Andrea's fucking desserts. And this is raw, pure shit. I'm not like, I'm not even exaggerating. Andrea, these desserts, they're so high level. They're so decadent looking. They're so beautiful and they're raw and pure. How incredible is that? That's the point to get everyone to realize that the more we align with nature, which is our true nature as human beings on this plane of existence, the more delicious and succulent and amazing and decadent it can be. I don't need a bunch of bullshit flavorings, fake this, process that, to get that level of enjoyment. We can have the most decadent and nasty, like, you know, raw cheesecake that would literally have people doubting the fact that it's raw or plant-based, for that matter. Like, It can be as just all in as you want it to be. And that kind of goes back to me saying like, I would not do this lifestyle if it was not, you know, a hundred percent enjoyable. And one of the reasons I started making these incredibly luscious desserts is because my family, they were like, you're kind of crazy. And now they're, they're totally in alignment with who I am and what I do. But I would start bringing these things to holidays and events Mm -hmm. and potlucks. And they're like, yo, you just made this like, chocolate chip cookie dough like cheesecake out of dates and raw cacao powder like I'm sorry what like I should I should be betting people money but it's like literally five ingredients which are all nourishing because you can go plant-based and be completely unhealthy right Mm -hmm. it's like no you will actually be healthier by eating this thing that tastes Like it's so bad for you, but that's part of the programming. Mm -hmm. We think that stuff that tastes amazing has to be bad for us. It has to make us fat. If it made us fat, I would be fat. Mm -hmm. I eat so much. I eat so much, so much so that people have accused me of being bulimic. They're like, how did you eat legit just like 4,000 calories in that sitting? And you have like 12% body fat. I'm like, because I'm eating in alignment with nature. Mm -hmm. I'm eating the way the creator intended for me to eat. You think like the universe, God, source, creator was like, 
I want these people to calorie count until they're 80 years old. I'm going to have someone make an app so they can keep track of their calories. Calories, again, are just a facade to get us to hate life and hate ourselves and keep all this left brain stuff. Everything is balanced. So when I look at the perfection of nature, like let's take a, let's take a piece of fruit, for example. If I have that fruit and it's perfect, unadulterated nature, the way source created it, it's perfectly balanced so that I will never get an insulin spike. My blood glucose resistance won't be affected because the sugar that everyone's so concerned about, it will one, it's naturally occurring sugar designed by the creator for us as human beings and probably other mammals too to consume. But it's this fructose in alignment and in conjunction with phytochemicals, phytonutrients, hydration, water, and cellulose. So when I eat that in its whole unadulterated form, I'm getting nothing but hydrated and amplified on an energetic level. The, the brain, for example, and the muscles, for example, run on glucose and glycogen. Of course, I'm supposed to eat carbs. Mm. Hello? Like this is how we operate. So when I realign with nature, it's abundant. It's I don't think about calories. I don't think about portions. I just get my grub on till I'm done. Like, I love the fact that I have personally shattered that paradigm for myself because when I was like battling my weight, you know, in my early twenties, when I was struggling, my personal trainer at the time, she had me going on lean cuisines. Mm. She had me literally restricting my calories and that you know, I, I bought into that hook, line and sinker, you know, at that age, I'm reading Cosmo. I'm like calorie in calorie that I'm seeing all these cookbooks about low calorie. This there's all these fad diets and I'm thinking, okay, well, here I am eating between 800 and 1500 calories a day, working out with a trainer five days a week. How come I can't lose these last like six pounds? I don't get this. Like then I woke up to the truth Oh, because I'm chronically inflamed because everything I'm eating actually causes inflammation. As soon as I surrendered to what I knew and what I was studying, because I hadn't implemented it yet. I'd been studying raw since 2000, 2001. I, in the first month, lost eight pounds mm. of pure inflammation, like water retention. Mm -hmm. My, who knew that I had like this chronically inflamed face? My boobs used to be so rock hard that everyone thought I had implants, but they were just inflamed. And I'm like, whoa, this is what a boob is supposed to feel. <laughs> I mean, my boob literally felt like a kneecap. It was so hard. Wow. And as soon as I eliminated aspartame from my diet, you know, I was drinking diet Coke. I was putting sweet and low in everything. That symptom went away the next day. Mm. And it's just like, whoa, I wasn't like unable to lose that last little bit of amount of weight. It was that I was chronically inflamed and I had no idea. I knew that I wasn't in alignment with the lifestyle that I was studying about reversing illness and this, but I was too young and too immature to implement it. So it's <laughs> just a pretty wild kind of all over the place story. But to bring it back to the original intention of this question, it's the more we align with nature, the less I have to worry about any ill effect from these foods, including these decadent, delicious, thick, savory cheesecakes where you actually just want to like keep it in your mouth as long mm -hmm. as possible kind of let it like melt because it's so good you can't believe it hell yeah hell yeah and I, I fucking love everything you touch on Andrea because first of all it can be easy it can so be simple. easy 
It doesn't have to be fucking hard. You don't have to be slaving away in the kitchen all the time. You don't have to be hungry all the time. You don't have to be this, that. It can just be easy. It can taste good. It can be natural. And it can allow you to keep your natural, healthy fucking body weight. It can be that easy, period. Yeah, it's like we're not designed to be overweight Mm -hmm. at all. We're designed to be lean machines. I always look toward like actual true examples of nature that are unadulterated by the media and programming and societal beliefs. Like let's look at tribes in Africa. When you actually look at indigenous cultures anywhere on any continent, you know, they're not thick. They are meant to go fast, be self, heal quickly. You know, that's humanity. That's who we're intended to be. So for me, aesthetics is a beautiful byproduct of my lifestyle but it's truly longevity and preventing terminal illness is my goal. And it just happens to look really, really good because I'm in alignment with nature. Now, having said that, it doesn't mean you have to be raw to be aligned with nature. You know, you can um, have whatever serves you at this point of your karmic cycle and do that in alignment with nature. It doesn't have to be my diet, but like you said, it's simple. No matter what it is, it's not overcomplicated. The ego, the media, the programming, the matrix construct tells us it has to be so complicated. Oh my God, I need you know to buy six recipe apps. I need to buy an online program. I need a guide. I need this. I need a detox plan. No, it does not. It could be literally like if someone has like a chicken coop, mm. it could be a few fresh eggs, maybe a slice of avocado and like some salsa. How is that complicated? Mm. And it took no thought. It was just, from the earth and of natural intention. So it doesn't need to be where I'm at to align with nature. It needs to be wherever anyone is at right now. And just remember the natural law of effortless ease and simplicity, like things that happen when we look to nature plants, they're not struggling. They're not doing math. They're not figuring it out. Mm -hmm. They just are. And guess what? They're abundant Mm. and they're altruistic and it's non-competition. It's effortless ease. And it's beautiful. So I always look to nature as my, my reminder. And I always have to remember, it's the ego. It's the mind that wants to overcomplicate. And anytime I get complicated, I go, aha, I'm here again. I just need to go right back here to mm-hmm. infinite truth. And so, yeah, it doesn't matter where we are with our food, as long as we are authentic with who we are and what we're here to do and where we are now. Because I'm raw today. I might be totally cooked tomorrow. Mm. I don't care. There is no box. It's me staying in integrity with my, you know, main like MO. And uh, I don't need to prove myself to anyone. I just got to do me one day at a time. Woo! What an amazing tie-in. Ah, it's so true. So true. And folks, Andrea was, she was pointing into her chest again when she said she needed to come back here to me. And that's also where I feel my soul is at, where I want to come back to as well. I feel it in, in my heart space. And most of my clients do as well. We, we usually feel a spot there. So um, encouraging everyone to feel into that place and see what kind of feelings you're feeling there. It's like life-changing practice to go back to that spot. Yeah, go ahead, Andrea. I was going to say, you know, people might not know a lot about me. I, me and my husband, uh, we've been together nearly 20 years. We have done everything you can imagine. We are avid backpackers, nomads, overlanders. We are people who go on adventures and we take long, arduous adventures. We're not like hiking up to Runyon Canyon, which is like this frou-frou little hill in Hollywood. Oh, I go hiking. Like, no, like we 
are completely minimalists. We take nothing and we are just like, we are one with nature. And we have been in some very scary situations and we have put ourselves in kind of dangerous paths. And we've always persevered because in those moments we align with nature. I tell you this because the longest, most challenging, most arduous journey I've ever taken in my life was the 16 inches from my head to my heart. Mm. It was crying. It was how do I get out of here? How do I get out of here? This is not me. I have this. This brain is not me. This mind is not me. My thoughts are not me. I have thoughts. It's my heart that steers my ship. My heart guides everything. One of my greatest gifts is my heart chakra. It's so expansive. Like people literally feel my heart. Like when they're in my, they're like, whoa, okay. (laughs) And I didn't know that this great gift I was blocking off for so long because I would intellectualize my way out of everything for so long. You know, when you're kind of just like naturally smart, you think that's, okay, this is who I am. I'm smart. I can figure Mm -hmm. it out. And I always did, but it was that overcomplication. As soon as I surrendered that ego that thought everything has to be difficult, everything is life or death. Everything is harrowing, desperate, anxiety, panic inducing into, oh, wow, this is easy. Listening to my heart's whispers, so I don't have to hear my mind scream. Whoa, that's potent medicine. But it's, you know, a simple path from here to here, head to heart, but it's not always an easy one. So it's like buckle up and be prepared just to put one foot in front of the next and just take it that slow, you know, kind of like when you're trudging on a long hike or a backpacking trip, you know, and they say like the wall, don't hit the wall, keep going, keep going, keep going, just don't stop. It's true. It's universal across the board. Just don't stop no matter how far far the step. And this is, you know, backpacking actually taught me a lot about life. It's like, if I did stop and sit down, I actually would not be able to start up again for, I probably have to hunker down over the night and recharge. Mm -hmm. Same thing with spiritual practice. It doesn't matter how slow I go or how bad I feel I'm failing. I can just take a millimeter forward as long as I keep moving toward the direction of my dreams and goals. And I will succeed. When on a Uh, frequency level. I've been studying quantum theory since 2003, 2004. When I show the universe that extreme amplification of power called willingness, just taking that tiny action because I have a little bit of tenacity, I have hope, I have faith. My manifestations and my miracles, they come back to me like 10,000 fold. Every time I have taken a small step when I really didn't want to, when my head was saying, stop, 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 stop. And my heart was saying, go, 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 go. Miracles have happened like Mm. mind blowing miracles. And so to me, one of the secret sauces to creating the life of your dreams is taking that action and really anchoring into, am I willing to do whatever it takes to get to this level of my life and taking full ownership of that? When you show the universe willingness, you will be met with miracles, I guarantee it. I've never had anyone I guide on this path who has not shown true willingness, just be blown away by what they call into their life. Oh my God, it's so true. How you describe that is so fucking true. I love the analogy with hiking. Yeah. And it's actually something I was gonna ask you about, Andrea. I put in, 
all caps. One of my bullet points on here is mental fortitude. Your mental fortitude is so, and just like, I guess just your, your strength as a being. So like, we're not talking about just mental, right? We're talking right. about like, we're talking about following our heart, but like the ability to, I guess it's more like the ability to wrestle with your mind that you have right. is so right. beautiful. Can you talk to us a little bit about like how you already mentioned to us how you kind of evolved evolved this way of seeing yourself and seeing like how you can take the next step forward in other parts of your body rather than just your brain but right. can you talk to us a little bit more about like how you have established this fortitude with moving forward right. spiritually it's so difficult for so many people yes so it's like you said it's mental fortitude but it's so much more than that when I was just trying to mindset my way through things, bulldoze my way through things with my mind, that's when I was in the most agony, the most, not depression, because I don't want to minimize people who have depression, but hopelessness. I felt hopeless. You know, I was making choices for a long time that were not in alignment with my authentic being at all. And I kept thinking it'll be different tomorrow, or I will start doing this tomorrow, or, you know, it was all head. It was no connection with spirit. And I realized every, every time I tried to use my mind alone, I was like digging myself into a deeper and deeper and deeper cave of despair. So for me, it was like, it's my thoughts and it's my mental outlook. It's my perspective and my mindset that brought me to the deepest levels of pain. Guess what? I'm going to do anything but that because if my greatest ideas brought me here, I'm not going to use my great ideas anymore. Guess what? Narcissists, they're not so great. Like I was in such a delusion of grandeur and superiority. I thought I was just better than everyone. But after I broke it down to the core root fear, that was a projection because I really hated myself. I wasn't better than anyone. I was actually horribly suffering. And my coping mechanism for that was telling you how smart I was, showing you how my mind works, telling you all these courses of action and education I've taken. I'm, I'm the smartest person in the room, don't you know? And then I go home and I'm like, I'm the dumbest person on earth. Why can't I stop making these horribly debilitating choices that were really taking me further and further and further and further from who I was? And that's what was causing the pain the detachment from self, the detachment from spirit. When I was making these horrible choices, and let's just be real about what they were, I was drinking like an animal every day from the time my first day of college to the day I stopped. I never took a day off once. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't having a glass of wine, my friends. I was like getting my swerve on. I was making choices that were completely out of alignment with who the, the little girl and the, the young woman was before I started drinking. And I started to realize when I drink, I'm acting completely out of character. I'm starting to feel guilt. I'm starting to feel shame, but I couldn't really stop. So what did I do? I actually fully surrendered to that role of being America's number one party girl. And that's who I became. Mm -hmm. And the more I did that, oh, I denounced my faith. I, you know, I was a evangelical agnostic saying there's something out there. I don't know what it is, but like your religion's dumb, your faith is dumb. Cause again, I had to pump myself up. It's like this all knowing everything. And that's why I'm having so much fun and I'm doing this and I can make all these bad choices. And you're over there. You have to finish school. You have to do yours because you're not as amazing as me. It was like 
it was literal insanity, but it was a coping mechanism to deal with my bad choices. I had to start lying to myself. And we know what happens when you repeat a lie long enough, it becomes my truth. And I'm not big into my truth, your truth, her truth, their truth. There's only one truth. Everything else is deception. And I'm either in alignment with truth or I'm not. So I was so in my own self-deception and starting to align with worldly deceptions as well, believing it, putting so much emphasis on certain aspects of who I am and what I am. Oh, I have the nicest car. Oh, I have a super sexy husband. Oh, I have a killer job. Oh, I have, you know, the dopest uh, watches, shoes. Who cares? Who the fuck fucking cares? But when you have nothing else going for you because you're morally vapid, when you are intellectually superior to everyone, when you have no ethical compass at all, you're just a selfish and self-loathing piece of shit, of course you're gonna amplify those things that matter because I had nothing else to build my worth. So I kept having to further detach from the truth of my nature in order to become this caricature, this facade of myself that I had to betray to the world because I could not admit that I was failing. And I wasn't aware of this delusion until you know, like maybe like the last two or three years of this delusion, I would remember sitting on my couch in my former home, holding a glass of red wine, chain smoking cigarettes mm. on the couch, thinking I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking die. I cannot keep living this life, taking the risks I'm taking because I was doing stupid ass shit, Emily. I would drink and drive and the statute of limitations is passed. So we're good. Mm -hmm. I would drink and drive every day of my life. I never thought about if I was going to hurt you or your family. I didn't give a shit about you or your family. I just knew I liked driving drunk. Every time I got in the car, I literally thought I was in the movie, the fast and the furious. I thought I was just like this self-centered, self-seeking narcissistic piece of shit. And I didn't care. But finally, when I started having these moments of like, dude, I'm going to get a disease. I'm going to break some bones. I'm going to die. When it actually came back to the injury and the harm I could cause myself because, you know, I'm so selfish. That's all I could really, I really did never, I would, I, I heard about people like getting into drunk driving incidents. They're like, oh my God, I got home and I saw a ding on my car. I could have killed someone. I'm like, oh, you think about shit like that? I don't fucking care. It's like, that was my mindset disgusting when I started to realize that my actions had personal consequences and that this lifestyle I was choosing was not sustainable I had insomnia so I hadn't slept in probably like six or seven years I would just drink myself to unconsciousness mm -hmm. so I'm doing brain damage I'm doing liver damage and no one knew no one knew so that anguish of I'm pretending I'm living my best life ever and I'm having so much fun and you are all just losers because you can't hang. And in reality, I'm going home night after night for the last couple of years going, I'm going to die. I can't stop. I don't know what to do. Help, 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 help. And the jealousy, how come my friends, you know, have a couple of drinks and they're having the time of their life and they go to bed and I'm looking in their cabinets looking for more booze. And then I'm getting in the car like the insanity of that was overwhelming and it was starting to wear on me. And I was so embarrassed of this self-realization that I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell anyone in my family. In fact, I avoided them because I knew they'd ask questions and 
I didn't have good answers. Mm -hmm. So I just detached from my family. It was very lonely. You know, at events, I'm the life of the party. I'm buying everyone shots, maybe some party favors. We're going into the bathroom. I'm buying the penthouse suite later. We're going to all have an after party for two days. But then I get home and I'm just broken. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't figure it out. I don't know what it is because you're in denial too. And I just knew the way I was living wasn't sustainable, but I didn't know how to stop. Finally, I got overwhelmed with financial fear where I can't keep sustaining this specific lifestyle because I was getting into car accidents. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I, I, I completely totaled a car. I crashed into another car, totaled another car. I had to get attorneys, this and that. And I'm like, on a financial level, this is not sustainable. So it was never the lifestyle or the fear of dying or injuring myself or others that took me to my place of surrender. It was actually financial fear because to me and my, you know, the universe, God, source, whatever knew this about me, that was what was going to wake me up at that level of my consciousness. You know, for some people, it's going to jail. For some people, it's losing their home. For some people, it's a breakup. It's a DUI. For me, it was, oh, fuck, this is going to clean me out. Mm. This this is not sustainable. I can't keep paying out 15 grand every couple of months. Like this is bullshit. And I had to get really real with myself. And I didn't do any plant medicines. You know, I didn't go to any ceremonies. I literally had a moment of clarity where I was, it was so crazy because I had no idea that the drinking and the partying was the cause of all this desperation. Because like I said, that denial is a bitch. Finally Mm -hmm. was like, you need to stop. And immediately it was literally like the day after I hung up with my attorney and he's like, you have a problem. (laughs) Like, Mm. let's get real. He was the first person to call me out. Mm. No one had ever called me out. Everyone loved being willing participants because I would pay for all their drinks and their party favors and everything else. When he told me I had a problem, the obsession to drink was lifted in that moment. I've Mm. never wanted a drop of alcohol. And in fact, when I smell like hand sanitizer from at the gym or something, I'm like, oh, it smells like vodka. Mm -hmm. Where before I'd be (laughs) like, ooh, who has drinks, you know? Like now I'm actually disgusted by alcohol, Mm -hmm. disgusted. And I know that's not um, a common story. I know a lot of people's like moment of clarity and their rock bottoms look totally different, but our rock bottoms and our moments of clarity are divinely designed to wake us up. Mm. You know, jail, I've been there. Honestly, it did not phase me. I was drunk. I was like swapping sex stories with hookers in jail. Mm-hmm. I was having the time of my life. I was like running that place. I was only there like for, let's be real, like 20 hours, but like, <laughs> I had no problem being there. I was like, this is fine. Okay. They have apples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But for me, it was the financial insecurity that took me down. And that was so perfect because had it been another way, I probably would be dead. You know, how many times, statistically speaking, how many more times could I have gotten into the car and and drank and drove every night before I really did kill someone and ended up in prison or killed myself and put my family through that heartache. So it was those rock bottom moments that weren't one moment. I was living in that emotional rock bottom for years. Literally Mm -hmm. night after night, red wine, couch, cigarettes, not giving a fuck. I didn't even open the window. I had so little self-respect. I didn't even care that I was smoking myself out with like Marlboro or Parliament or whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. you know, like I did not care. I did not like myself at all. Mm -hmm. And this is what's crazy about this whole story I just shared with you. This whole time I had all the solutions except the spirituality. 
I knew how to reverse disease through diet. Mm -hmm. I knew about superfoods. I knew everything I needed to know to heal my liver, heal my insomnia, mitigate EMF, like all this stuff. I knew it all, but I just was too much of a little bitch to say I needed it because my ego was literally out of control because it's all I had. If I didn't have my ego, I was just a loser. And I couldn't admit I was a loser. So I was all living up in here. So what I learned through that surrender was, it's not me. It's never been me. All my great ideas brought me to this level of pain. The thing I'm truly missing is alignment with my creator, which who I choose to call source, source energy. Sometimes I'll use the G word, God. Mm -hmm. I don't really like using it because it has so many religious connotations that when I share my story, I don't like to turn people off. But Sometimes I will say it, but to me, it's just like this all powerful being of absolute unconditional love, mercy, and grace that gave me a second chance at life that I didn't deserve. Mm. Whatever that is, I'm vibing with that. And it's all around me. I know I point up and that's kind of like anthropomorphic thinking, but it's everywhere. Like God is everything or God is nothing. And I choose to believe God's source, source energy is everything. So by keeping that my new perspective and looking through that lens of, either everything and everyone is God or nothing is God keeps me so in alignment with my purpose and who I am and how I can help share these gifts with others. So another major component I teach is balance, mind, body, spirit, balance. And I can, and I share my own experience. When I was only in the mind, I was the most miserable. I've been only in the body too, you know, working out like a paint and doing da -da -da, working with my trainer, like I said, five days a week that's imbalance. That's going to bring me to dis-ease. Or I know people who are only in spirit. They're like literally meditating like five, six hours a day. And I'm like, well, why did you come here? Why did you incarnate mm -hmm. here on earth? Like if you didn't want to live in this skin suit, like you came here, like be here, be here now. Mm -hmm. And so any level of imbalance is going to take us away from our primary purpose that we as unique expressions of this source energy have come here to pursue and embody. So I know that my story had to be the way it was to get me to step into my highest self and my most authentic self so I can help other people. Because if I can get myself out of that crazy shit, oh, I can get you out of an argument with your mom or mm -hmm. I can get you out of a bad divorce or I can get you out of, you know, you losing your job. Like if I can literally have been living in hell and like knowing I was going to die and couldn't do anything about it and couldn't talk to anyone about it because I was too prideful, I can help you with a little pinch of humility too. <laughs> mm, totally. Oh my God. And I love this outlook on traumatic situations and just fucking awful situations that we experience in life. My clients ask me all the time, yeah. why me, Emily? Why am I going through this shit? Why am I still having all these issues? Look, we go through really difficult stuff to learn how to get out of it so we can inspire others to do the same. And so we can prove to ourselves how fucking powerful we are. Yes. I would love to share with you a phrase that one of my best friends shared with me a couple of days ago. And the idea wasn't new, but the way she said it was new to me. And I was like, I'm going to tell everyone this. Mm. It's not happening to me. It's happening for me. Mm. Everything, and that was, I'm like, ooh, I need to get a sweatshirt that says that. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything in our life is by divine design to get us to step into our highest. And for me, it was like, I need humility. I need courage. I need, you know, uh, this, that, or the other. 
So my divine kind of roadmap for my own trauma, my own issues, my own blocks was created for me to get through so I could be who I am now. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have such different issues that we need to navigate so we can boldly and fearlessly step into our unique dharma, our purpose, our soul mission. So of course we have such wildly different stories, but everything that is perceived as a hardship is actually the most beautiful blessing on earth. Like every time anything happens in my life, Emily, that could be perceived by someone else as negative, I actually give so much gratitude for it. Like if I get a flat tire, Mm -hmm. I'm pumped. I'm like, thank you so much source. Thank you universe. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for stopping me right here so that you're, so that you might be protecting me from something worse down there. Mm -hmm. Like I know everything is divine in my life and how I look at the facts of my life and I see how everything had to be the way it was for me to get here now. So either again, everything is God or nothing is God. So is this moment God or is this moment not God? It is. Mm. So if I'm getting a flat tire, I'm not going to go, shit, fuck. My God, my jeans ruined. I'm going to go, thank you for protecting me and stopping me here from whatever was worse down there. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this isn't like spiritual bypassing. This is like actual changing my mindset and changing my personal frequency. And this kind of goes back to our initial conversation. When I have this new karmic filter that I'm looking through, everything is God, everything is bliss, everything is designed for my highest, everything is protection, everything is for me to help serve others. Do you know how radically I start manifesting? Mm -hmm. That is my default frequency. I've actually had to pump the brakes mm-hmm. on just how grateful I am before because so many uh, miracles were coming in. I was like, I, I, this is a little too much. Yeah. I gotta be a little less grateful. This is crazy. And gratitude isn't just like some buzzword. Gratitude is a vibration. Um, mm. It's matched with unconditional love. If I'm constantly vibing in gratitude so hard that when I get a flat tire or some bitch cuts me off and I'm like, instead of thinking that, I'm like, oh, she's probably having a bad day. You poor thing, you get over. You go ahead, girl. You know, like that's my mindset now on the road. Mm. Of course, I'm going to be met with miracles because that's who I am. I'm not faking it. That's really who I am by doing the work I first mentioned, getting rid of all the stuff that truly isn't me. I'm not hateful. I'm not nasty. I'm not judgmental. I'm really not. But I had to be for so long because it took the attention off me. Mm. If you think me or not, I just am. And that is so freeing. And I love using the road, being behind the wheel as a litmus test for my spiritual conditions. So I implore everyone to uh, try this suggestion. When you're driving, see how you think and react to people. If you hate everyone, you hate yourself. The person who just cut you off has nothing to do with you. Why are you taking that personal? We don't know anyone's story. What if they just got fired? What if their wife is having a baby? What if they need to shit their pants? You don't know what's going Mm -hmm. on. So why are you taking it personal? And why don't you just allow them to stay in their little reality? We have no idea. So when I impose judgment, it means I think I'm better than you. And we need to get over ourselves. And the car, honestly, having worked with people for so long on this, it's not the easiest. So one of the ways we can immediately shift what happens to us on the road and the karma we get on the road is by throwing out that karmic boomerang of if someone wants to get over, I'm actually going to slow down a little bit and wave them in and give them a little one of these. 
And when someone lets me over, I'm going to give them a little wave. Showing gratitude and compassion and generosity on the road, give it a couple of weeks. You're going to be like, oh my God, everyone's letting me in. This is crazy. <laughs> what? It's literally karma. So if anyone doubts universal law or natural law, and you've never really truly tried consciously to use karma, try it on the road and don't stop before the miracle happens. People will do it once. Like, well, someone didn't wave me in the five minutes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're on a timeline. The universe is not on a timeline. Time is a man-made construct. Mm -hmm. So start, just keep throwing out that karmic boomerang of come on in and thank you. I love you. You're welcome. And guess what's going to happen? Come on in. Thank you. I love you. You're welcome. It is so beautiful to watch people have these transformations. And when they can see it so tangibly as like on the road, that's when they're like, oh, oh yeah. shit, there is something to this. There is something. So if we can manifest our reality on the streets, imagine what we can do at work in our relationships and our surroundings. Like it's everything. Frequency, perspective, and utilizing the inviolate principles of the universe because we enter and overstand them will take us to new heights that we didn't think were possible. It's insane, actually, how high we can go. It's incredible. Well, it's like there is the, there's no limit. There is no, no limit. limit. Nope. Which is so there's amazing. Really like yeah. it's such a concept to like, I'm still wrapping my head around this. And I, and I've been thinking about this for a couple months now. Like there is no limit to how high we can go and how powerful we can right. be. Andrew, you brought up so many topics that I'm just so fucking passionate about right now. Yes. I noticed with the, with the road rage, with the car thing, we know that something is off. Like if we have road rage or we see someone else with road rage, I see it a lot. I'm in Michigan now lived in New York city for six years, just came back to Michigan. And, uh, now that I'm on the road all the time, I fucking see it all the time. People are go; they will go so far out of their way to kind of pick a fight with people. And you know, when you see that, you know, that something is off energetically. Okay. Let's explore that. Or maybe I'll notice myself do something or like somebody wants to go in, but I think that they're kind of being an asshole on the road. So I kind of like, right. don't let them, what is that? What is that right there? Like, let's it's, dig into that. It's superiority. And it's, yeah. I'm going to teach you a lesson. Why do I need to teach you a lesson? You didn't hire me as your coach. <laughs> that is, it's, it's low key narcissism. Mm. You know, like I think I know best really because on a deep, deep level, I'm really afraid I don't know best. Mm. So I'm going to impose my will on you and I'm going to teach you a lesson because I took that personally. When you are self-actualized, meaning you know who you are, you are in alignment with your purpose. You don't give two fucks about anything mm. at all like at all, ever. You don't take anything personally. There's no fear. You know that you're walking hand in hand with source energy, with the universe. Like, so when, and don't get me wrong, I don't live here 24 seven, 365. Mm -hmm. I have my moments too, but I love those moments because it's like, whoa, shit, girl, you need to recalibrate now. Hell yeah. And what's the simplest way to recalibrate? Turn it over and give it to source. So if I see myself trying to punish someone on the road because they were tailgating me, now they're trying to go around me. Oh no, I'm going to speed up now. You know, or like, I'm just like, well, I want to flip you off or something. I will identify it immediately because of radical self-awareness. Ooh, that didn't feel good on an energetic mm -hmm. level or, Ooh, that did feel good. I like being superior. I'm back, you know, like mm -hmm. whatever it is, but I know it's not me and it, the woman I've worked to be, I go immediately into a conversation with source. 
hey, yo, that did not feel good. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking that character trait that's trying to weasel its way back away. I don't want it. It doesn't serve me. This is not the reality I want. This is not the vibration or frequency I want. I've been superior. And that took me to hell. I don't want to, I don't want to refund on my misery at all. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for relieving me of this characteristic that no longer serves me. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Thank you for making it uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Thank you for making it uncomfortable so that I know that it's not in integrity and I just turn it over. So every time I catch myself, I turn it over and you start catching yourself and turning it over enough that you've created new neural pathways that you don't have to turn it over anymore. You're just there. Mm. It's pretty rad. So we can always break down a behavior to the core belief, the limiting belief, or the underlying fear. And there is always one. Sometimes it takes a little longer to kind of figure out, but usually we can do it in like 30 seconds to like five minutes. So there, when, whenever I'm behaving in a way that I know is out of alignment with who I am, what is the underlying fear that is causing this reaction that makes no sense? Mm-hmm. Mm. I fucking love it because I am so... I am still getting used to talking to God or talking to source, right? I did not grow up. I grew up in a semi-religious space, but I did not ever grow up being comfortable with organized religion, right? So I'm one of these people that has a complicated relationship with the word God, but I yeah. notice now, even that I'm, I'm loving my spirituality, I've worked it into my, my practice as uh, what I, in my job, what I do for a living. Right. And I love it so much. Still, I, I notice myself saying the word God and I'm like, okay, it must resonate on some level. It feels good for me. You know, it's easy. Yeah. It, it's, I'm, I'm, I, people don't believe this about me, but I'm very self-aware. I'll tell you the truth. I'm very lazy. Like God, is I wouldn't guess syllable. that either. I know people are like, yeah, right. Here's <laughs> the thing. Uh, my human design, I'm a one, three generator. I always go to the bottom. I get shit done. But does that mean I enjoy it? no. But when I do things, I go all the way and Mm -hmm. it's like immaculate, like borderline perfectionism. But I love my downtime and I like keeping things concise, easy and proficient and efficient. And God, if I take it down to that level of my self-awareness, it's easy. And everyone Mm -hmm. knows what that means. Sometimes if I'm giving a a discussion and I I say source or the creator or great spirit or the one or people are like, huh? Mm -hmm. So if I'm like... You know, God, universe, whatever I may say, God, a few times, I often refer to higher power and I'll say HP. Mm. It's just, it's just my lazy ass making it more simple so I can talk faster. (laughs) But I know for me, that's why that resonates. But I think also too, um, the, the sound, ah, is it, it, it's all the sound of creation. So like Buddha, Muhammad, like all these ah sounds and all these different deity words it's all the same god it's all the same song so i think one of the reasons you and i might on a subconscious spiritual level like saying the word god is because it has the sound of creation within it Mm. and we're using it on a low-key level to further manifest that's so beautiful yeah thank you thank you i don't know if i've ever said that out loud before so (laughs) i love it i'm I've, i've never heard that in my life i love it yeah Andrea, absolutely. I think that definitely could be. There's something that just feels good about that. But I'm still really building my relationship yes. with God. And I love, 
I love that you give a specific example about how you talk to God and how you yes. how you connect on this level because I think I've heard a lot of people um, that I really look up to say recently, well, I talk to God doing this. If something goes wrong, I talk to God, and that res that practice resonates with me so much. But I always think, I wonder how they talk to God. You know, everyone okay. has their way. I love that you give a specific example. So as someone who has, again, studied quantum theory since two, I don't, I'm not great at math, whatever this year we're in is minus 2003, that amount of years. <laughs> I understand on a vibrational level, how I actually do need to speak to uh, God. Mm -hmm. I get it. And also when I'm talking to the creator, I'm not doing it out loud. Sometimes I am when I'm really, oh my God, thank you, thank you. But normally it's an internal conversation that I just feel within every cell of my being. Like I feel it. I can do a whole gratitude profession in my mind and my body is buzzing and it's more powerful than me saying it aloud. Don't get me wrong. The power of the throat chakra and our unique vibration coming through is also an epic amplifying tool of manifestations. That's why we were given it, right? But I know that I don't need to out loud speak. And also, you know, I'm very aware of all of the agendas around us. I don't necessarily want to be having these conversations in front of my phone, mm. right? This is mm -hmm. deeply personal stuff mm -hmm. I'm here and I'm just going to do me. Now, when I only reach out to the universe, God, source, whatever, when I need something, what is the frequency that I'm throwing out karmically? I will show you, dear God, please, please, please help my mom get over her sickness. I will do whatever it takes. I will be there for her. Please, please, please relieve my mom of this illness. Please get rid of her, you know, six cells. Please get her back to full mobility. Please. I love you. Please do it for me. That's desperate as fuck. Asking mm. is the same frequency as desperation. If I'm throwing out the karmic boomerang, the frequency of desperation, what's going to come back? More desperation. Mm. Might not mean my mom stays sick, she has her own frequency, her own manifestation, her own prayers. And I can't manifest for you, by the way. Mm. But I'm going to have more feelings of desperation in my life because that's what I'm putting out. And it's literally karma. What you reap is what you sow. What you throw out will come back. So instead, overstanding quantum theory, everything is a wiggle and a wave of intention and information. If I throw out the karmic boomerang of gratitude, which is the highest frequency matched with unconditional love, Thank you, God, so much for my mom's speedy recovery. Thank you for keeping me in alignment with bliss and joy and hope. Thank you for keeping me full of faith. Thank you for keeping my mom full of high spirits. Thank you for allowing me to be of service to her, support her, bring nothing but love and joy to her every time she sees me. Mm. I literally just felt that in my body and this is not even a real situation. Mm. Mm. I'm throwing out results, solution, truth, love, service. What's coming back to me? All those things. Like, let me show you this. This is my desk. These are uh, thank you cards Aww. from my clients. I didn't solicit for those, wow. but when I give appreciation to my clients for showing up and doing the work, especially when they try to give me credit, oh, thank you for helping me get fit and correcting my disease and bringing me to self-mastery. No, 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 no. You brought you there. Mm -hmm. I just held your hand. Mm -hmm. You did the work. I love you. I appreciate you. You're the badass. You're the self-mastery. You called me and I didn't call you in. Mm -hmm. I get met with love and appreciation. It's overwhelming. This is crazy, but like I literally get gifts from clients at least once a week. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean cards, like gifts. And I'm like, I don't even want gifts. This is crazy. But I keep throwing out service, showing up, 
appreciation and love and honor of their effort. So I keep getting seen with that back on a karmic quantum mechanical level. So it's beautiful. And that's not my intention. I don't care about gifts at all, but it goes to show what you reap is what you sow. And if you are religious, every single religious text has the golden rule in it. You know, do unto others, what you reap is what you sow, cause and effect. Mm. It's everything. It's Buddhism. It's Christianity. It's Muslim. It's, it's Hindu. It's everything. It's everything. And it's built on the inviolate principles of the universe, universal and natural law. So it is everything. And we were told, no matter if you're religious or not, it's the truth. What you throw out is what comes back. And it doesn't mean it's tit for tat always like, oh, I appreciate my clients. I'm going to get a card. Sometimes it's, you know, I might be of service to like helping my mom in the garden. And that energy I put out was maybe worth like a thousand dollars worth of labor. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, two weeks later, I get a thousand dollar off like a water machine that I wanted to buy. I'm like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Like, so it comes around and it's not always the same thing. So like, sometimes we'll try to leverage karma okay, I want $500 or I, or I want a new client. So I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to try to get this. That's not how it works. That's our will thinking we're again, going from our brain. I can outsmart the cosmos. Mm-hmm. Nah, bitch, you can't <laughs> like <laughs> cannot outsmart the cosmos. Just be a good person, be an integrity, be authentic. And you will be met karmically with the rewards of you being true to you. Yeah, of course. If I want affluence, I could maybe start donating a little bit more. I could start being of service a little bit more. I could start giving and seeing what flows back because the definition mm-hmm. of affluence comes from a Latin word of floor, which means to flow. That's the antithesis of stagnation. I got to flow. That means I got to give to receive. I got to keep this thing going. Mm-hmm. So we can start utilizing that knowledge, but I'm not giving because I want to receive. That's self-seeking. That's bad karma. That creates just more desire. And more so it's pretty simple but a lot of people don't want to swallow that pill <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally it's a lifestyle change right it's a lifestyle change and it's an overall mindset change which is like same goes for health same goes for happiness same goes for mental health and that's sometimes hard for people to hear because we get brought up in a society that says oh here take this one magic pill you won't have to change anything at all you can just take this one thing and cover it up it doesn't fucking work we know that by now it doesn't fucking work so it's a lifestyle Preach. change but once we do that lifestyle change yes it's difficult at first but remember that there's a beautiful community there are people out here to support you andrea and i are here to support you there's Always. so many amazing people who speaks to you online go find them they will they will love to celebrate you probably if they speak to you they give you good vibes they would love to celebrate you and uh, help you through this time and once you start and as andrea has gone through this process that she has had, she's mentioned to us as well, once you start seeing the results, it kind of keeps cycling again and again and again, and you want to keep going further, doing more that feels good to you. You want to keep uh, moving forward in this process on the up and up and up because you're starting to see the results. So the lifestyle change is like, that is sustainability. That's self-sustainability, you know? That's right. That's, That's the whole point. I need to implement tactics and techniques that are actually practical so I can sustain this lifestyle. So again, I'm insourcing. I don't have to keep recentering with medicine, a sister circle, uh, this. Those are all great tools of amplification and reminder and community and a little reset, but it's you. It's mm-hmm. always been you, always, always. And sometimes those things help us, but you know, we all have a unique story. 
kind of going to plant medicines real quick, just mm-hmm. because I think it's really important. Cause I know I always tell people like, I don't use them. I haven't used them. They're not a part of my awakening. I have used them, but they're not responsible for who I am at all. <laughs> like oh at all. Like I have had, I, I know it's part of my Dharma to have every radical moment of awakening in absolute sobriety. It's never been entheogenic properties that have brought me to these revelations they'll kind of, I've had them and then I'll do them. And it just kind of, it's more confirmation, but it's never like, I've never like ended a trip and I'm like, oh my God, I just figured myself out. It's like, yes. Oh my God. Validation. I'm here. But it was always a moment of sobriety. So I share this because I want people to know everyone's path is their own unique path. If someone is trying to force plant medicine on you and it's not resonating with your soul, do not answer the call. Like, my friends, and this isn't even psychedelic, my friends kept trying to push combo medicine on me, which is, you know, the waxy excretion off of Amazonian tree frogs. It's non-psychedelic, but it is a plant medicine. And they kept trying to push it on me. And I'm like, I'm not feeling the call to this at all. Like, mm. stop. Like, I know you all are amped on it, mm. but like, I don't want this. Several years later, it came into my peripheral again. And I was like, Ooh, I think I want to do this. I'm going to answer that call. I'm answering the call. I had to wait until my soul was ready for the medicine. And otherwise I'm just, again, keeping up with the Joneses. I'm a people pleaser. I have no self-respect. I have no integrity. I'm not authentic because I don't have enough self-respect or courage to set a boundary and say no. Every time I say no to you, I'm saying yes to me. And by me standing in the integrity that I learned through this radical awakening process that I had, if I would have said yes to these medicines before I was ready, I, I, I can't guarantee I'd be sitting here today being the woman I am. Mm-hmm. I've had Bufo pushed on me several times. I mean, people offer it to me for free. I'm friends with all these types of shamans and stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to do Bufo. I have no desire. I actually have so much, like, this is going to sound a little conceited, but it, trust me, it's not. It's just self-knowledge. Like, I have so much self-awareness. I don't need to go into the ether to prove that I am everything. I already know I am everything. Just like I know Emily is everything. Just like I know everyone listening is everything. I don't need to see fractals and sacred geometry and, you know, have, you know, be, be actually amplified into pure source energy to know that I'm hundred percent divinely supported and whatever. Now, don't get me wrong. If I feel called to do Bufo because there's something I need to over and understand that I do not yet know. I have the humility to say, yes, I'm answering that call. But right now in the stage of my expression of this life, I don't need it. I'm exactly where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And we all are. We are all exactly where we need to be. So I'm not going to let anyone tell me what medicine I need to take. I'm going to listen to my heart, not my head, not my insecurities. I'm going to reach for those things when the hand of God is reaching out for me to take them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let some you know, person on the internet and like a a bunch of posts on DMT, for example. Oh, well, everyone in the community is doing DMT. I think I can go get some and hit it. You know, like, why? That's just more self-falluting, keeping up with the Kardashian type mentality. I don't, I don't need any of that because we can take the same societal problems with us into these awakened communities if we haven't done the work. I'm still taking me with me. So if I'm taking this matrix person and I'm entering into a conscious community, but I haven't done the work. I'm taking that matrix programming and paradigm with me. And then I'll, I'll just express in other ways and I'll be spiritually bypassing the work. Oh, well, I sat with medicine. I did a bunch of stuff. 
And don't get me wrong. I know so many people that are very close to me that I would consider family that woke up radically with medicine. That was Mm -hmm. their karma. That was their dharma. They needed it. They needed to be brought to the levels through that medicine, through that spiritual energy, through the intention of that plant or animal that brought them there to find the truth of their being, to say, oh my God, I am everything. Oh my God, I do have a mother wound. Oh my God, I was abused as a child and I hadn't seen it till now. Oh my God, I had all these visions and all this stuff. Wow, I had no idea. And now they're an amazing leader in the community because that was their path to get to the truth. My path had to be the down and dirty way where it took years and I had to sit with a pen and paper and I had to look at my shit through my own mind and be like, wow. This sucks, (laughs) but that's the way that worked for me. And I'll tell you what, which is kind of funny, like to kind of prove that like, don't answer the medicine when it doesn't call. I did DMT before it called me because someone I thought was really cool wanted to serve it to me. And I said, yes. And it didn't take Mm. the DMT did not extract in my body. That's impossible on a biochemical level. I saw like, and I hit that shit. I saw some really pretty kind of like paisley looking things that were just this beautiful color and you're just in it. You're just mm. there. You're like just rocker propelled. And I couldn't get past that level. And I, I opened my eyes like, yo, I can't get past this level. Like, Hit it again. Okay. I'm like choking. And you know, like when you choke, like you really hit that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I'm still there. And uh, I had a party at my house. I'm like, I'm going to try this again different DMT, different, per- like whatever, did the same thing, same thing, nothing, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. I did a third time and I was actually with a shaman in the woods and I go, this time's going to be different. And I had the same experience. It was just this beautiful, you know, whatever I can, you know, you can't describe this fractal beautiful mm-hmm. thing. And, um, nothing happened beyond that. And he, he kept putting in my mouth, hit it, sister, hit it, sister. <laughs> like I'm fucking hitting it. I'm not afraid of hitting shit. Do you know who I am? My past. Yeah, exactly. Um, same. I'm like, I know how to fucking hit some shit. I'm in right. healing. Trust me. And <laughs> the medicine thrust my, my head down onto the floor of the forest. And I just heard mother earth say, you need to surrender to mother earth and to nature. It had nothing to do with doing medicine. Mm-hmm. Then the message I was to receive was stop looking to things other people are doing to get more moments of truth. You know, mm-hmm. DMT, divine moments of truth is one of the monikers for it. All you need is as your path, your life cycle is for you, Andrea Lowell, to align with nature. That's why you're here. Stop trying to do all this other entheogenic stuff. It's not you. You're not here to teach that. You're not here to learn that way. You're here to do it the the real ritty gritty, like nuts and bolts type of way. This is you. This is your path. You're not a shaman. That is not your path. Stop trying to go down this path because you think it'll take you higher because you, you know, maybe want to go to these places you see people who you admire and respect you at. That's where they're at. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They respect you just as much because you didn't do it that way. And it was like, fuck, okay, <laughs> message received, message received. So it, that's why I wanted to share that. It's like, don't answer the call if it's not there. It's just going to be a waste of time and energy. And when you are ready, the medicine, the teacher, the healer, the shaman, the medicine man or woman will appear. We don't have to seek. It will find us when it's truly real. 
And I just want to make that very clear because I think in the age of the internet and Instagram and people sharing their stories, people think that they have to do that. Guess what? You absolutely can, but you don't have to listen to your soul, not social media. Mm, Hell yeah. And it speaks so well to every other facet of our fucking lives. Do what speaks to you. Don't follow yes. what what other people are doing just to follow what other people are doing. I think this is this is so so important. Like the I would say the probably the number one takeaway. We started here at the beginning of this episode. We ended here, right? right. Just do what feels right to you. And oh my gosh, there's so many other topics, Andrea, that, that you mentioned. But this idea too of one of my good friends, Meg Dahl, told me it's okay to change your mind. I think that's such a nice, beautiful, simplistic reminder, right? It's okay. And it's meant to be, you know, I do it all the fucking time. I try all different things all the fucking time. I know that part of my purpose here on earth is to experiment with life and have fun with life and go on new adventures, try everything I want to try. Do you know how many people fucking told me, well, Emily, a year ago, two months ago, you said you would never do that. Well, first of all, now I know never say never, but do you know how many people fucking told me what, why are you changing your mind now? Why are you doing this? Why questioning these new uh, endeavors that I was on? At a certain point, I had to say, yeah, I do it. And that's okay. I'm celebrating that. I'm celebrating the fact that I like to change my mind. I enjoy it. it. This is my time. So I'm doing it now, right? Do you think if I listened to those fucking people, I would be here today? Fuck no, right? So it's so, it's so okay for us to experiment with what we want when we want it, if we are feeling like it lights us up, if it feels expansive to us, right? Yes. You know, like I was, we were having a little bit of a conversation before we did our episode and it, we said, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Yes. If it does not light me up or turn me on, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because I did what turned other people on for so many years. And guess what? It took me to literal mental and emotional health. Fuck all that. Mm. I think what you said about us changing our minds is so important. Oftentimes as human beings, we're so afraid of being judged by others that we will actually stick to a bad decision just to say, oh, I made the decision. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Like what bitch is this written in stone? <laughs> like, no, we're all, and even if it is, fuck it, break that shit. I'm like, come yeah. on. I'm okay to change my mind. And it's okay to say, you know what, maybe I made the bad decision or the wrong one. And I learned from it. It's okay to make mistakes as we grow. And if we can't change our mind because we are rigid, that's force, not flow. Mm -hmm. And force has never served me. Anytime I've ever tried to force my solutions on any problems, that's where I get really into trouble. When I am open to solutions and become active in those solutions, and allow the flow of the universe to guide me to the perfect answer. People, posts, words, messages, number codes, like whatever, that's when I find the bliss. And oh my God, it was so much easier than I thought it had to be. So Mm -hmm. sometimes decisions are really scary and we don't take them because we don't wanna make the wrong one. Mm -hmm. But you know what? You can always adjust. Are we resilient or are we not? And if you're not sure, you won't know unless you're forced with that choice to step into your resilience to step into your self-reliance. Everything that I said was impossible in my life is a total veneer of bullshit. Nothing has been impossible. It's always that, what's my mom gonna think? Or, mm-hmm. you know, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna figure this out logistically? And then as soon as I do it, I'm like, oh, she actually didn't give two fucks at all. She's like, you go girl. Or like, 
okay, I thought like, you know, maybe buying a house and moving would be like super, no, it's actually, you just sign a bunch of paper and you're done. Like, cause, cause what they tell you, what they tell you, oh my God, it's a nightmare. There's pages and then it's like, actually I found the home buying process to be very simple and straightforward. Yes, it was a, quite a few pages, but you just sign it. It's not like I was giving blood. Like, I, like so we're, we're other people's fears and their perspectives, we're letting permeate our choices. Why don't we make our own choices, come up with our own perspectives and actually tell people the truth of, truth of the matter? Mm. Let me tell you how easy it is. Let me tell you how to manifest it, actually. You think you'll never be able to buy a home because you can't afford it? Why don't we get rid of your crud and you can manifest one? Mm -hmm. Why don't we do that? Mm -hmm. You don't know where your down payment's going to come from? We don't have to know. Source knows. Why don't we get rid of all your crud so we can beat the frequency to call it in? Yeah. Why don't we do that? So it's like divorcing the stories we've been told and fearlessly marrying our truth, our purpose, alignment with source. Like I am breaking up with every story I've ever been told, everyone's programming, everyone's idea, me inheriting all these beliefs that were not mine anyway and saying, these aren't authentic to me. I'm divorcing you bitches mm -hmm. and I'm marrying the truth. That's mm. what the, that's why I'm here. Mm. Yeah. So fucking inspiring. And it, it's such another good testament to if it feels good to our souls or if we know it's right inside of us, you know, that feeling of like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm going the intuitive. Yes. Right. The intuitive. Fuck yes. yes. If you know that that is the case for you, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to make logistical sense. Right. It doesn't have to that's fucking right. make sense. Even if everyone around you says that makes no fucking sense, that's crazy. That to be honest with you, when everyone around me or like people from like deep in my past or have been or in my life, basically my whole life. I love them. But if they all say, oh my God, Emily, that's crazy. At this point, it's kind of a sign that I should just go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Like this is a sign that I am meant to fucking do this because I am not meant Absolutely. to make sense. What is making sense? Is it, is it just making sense to societal standards? Like, what is it? Yeah. What is that? Why do we attach to that anyway? Yeah. Now, if I'm doing something that's going to cause me grave harm, like, Hey, I'm going to go jump off this cliff because I'm getting this internal guidance. That's like, jump off of it. Okay. I want you to tell me, maybe you might want to rethink that, maybe sit on it for a week or a month. But if I'm like, yo, I'm going to move to Montana and I'm going to start a homestead and I'm going to do this. And everyone's like, that's scary. That's crazy. You know how much work that is? It's like, actually, I do know how much. And I'm saying that I'm willing to take that challenge. And guess mm -hmm. what? I have enough humility to say, if I'm not good at it, I'll come right back. You know, it's when I think people get so attached to their pride. They're like, oh, if I make this big move, I gotta, I, I gotta stick it out. I can't let anyone know I made the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. No, we are, we are tribal beings. We're meant to ask for help. We're meant to say, hey, I fucked up. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. Yo, can I borrow your truck? Yo, like I'll pay for your flight. Can you build this shed for me? Like we're meant to reach out to each other. This whole notion that we have to do this shit alone and like this lone wolf mentality, like we've been in for like the last decade specifically is over. That might've been the vehicle that took us here but right here now, we're supposed to be reminded, like we are a collective, we are tribal. We are meant to have like a core group of people that we trust that we don't have to be fearful about our choices with. And that if we are making a super stupid choice, they will gently guide us back to the truth, mm -hmm. right? So I'm just like, I gotta go fearlessly into the direction of my dreams. I gotta not live for other people. I gotta do what's right for me. And it's okay if I make the wrong choice. I don't think it's gonna be wrong based on my experience, but it's okay if I 
got to kind of step back a little bit because guess what? That wrong choice helped me learn. Every wrong choice is an opportunity to live and learn and not make that choice again. Like anything else. If I put my hand on a hot stove and I burn myself, I now know that was the wrong choice and I'm not going to put my hand on the stove again. Mm -hmm. It's any life choice. Okay, that was not the right one. I'm not going to do it again. Got it. Like everyone, again, that overcomplication. Well, but what if I like, move to a different state and I've already shipped the car out ship it back mm. like it's not that big of a deal or if you can't afford it drive it back like mm -hmm. it's not a big deal why do you care if you make the wrong choice everything is reversible and everything is an opportunity to expand upward like I have some friends who moved to Idaho and and started a ranch and with animals and stuff and they were like this shit was way too fucking hard we made the wrong choice and now they're living in a little hut in Hawaii. Wow. Because they, they learn from that experience exactly what they don't want. Mm. So that bad choice showed them exactly who they are. I just got full body chills right now. Mm. That bad choice that everyone told them, don't do that. Don't do that. You can't do that. And they're like, we're doing it anyway. Actually was the right choice because it was by divine design to get them to know who they are. They're islanders. They're not snow shovelers. And now they're like living the life of their dreams and they have different animals now. And they're like living as totally sovereign beings. It's like they had to make that choice to know who they are and who they aren't. And had they not done that, they would have still been in Los Angeles hoping and wondering and wishing. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. When you got full body chills, I had a really strong ringing in my ear, which is yeah, when that happens. I've been getting a lot of ear ringing lately too. I'm kind of uh, loving it. Yes, I love that love shit. It. There's so much yeah. truth in that. Yeah. So Andrea, just amazing points. Like I learned so much just in this time with you here today. I'm so excited on our next episode to go through navigating the matrix. I think this is a perfect pre-episode to that. Before we close, I like to ask most of our guests on here what you think the root of health is. What do you think the baseline root of health is? That's such a deep question. I mean, I could, I could answer that in so many different lines of inquiry. I think truly the root of health and the baseline of health is the balance of mind, body, and spirit. Anytime I go in any direction a little too far, and we all have our own perfect balance. My balance is not going to be Emily's balance. Mm. Emily's balance is not going to be her father's balance. Her father's balance is not going to be her first grade school teacher's balance. We all have our own perfect balance. And when I find what works for me, my level of connection to my higher power that I need, my level of physical movement and nourishment to my temple that I need, my level of like mental stimulus and not being overpowered by my thoughts that I need. And I find that bliss that bliss state is how I know I'm in balance. And if we are not in a state of bliss, then we are not in balance. Mm -hmm. And we got to check, where am I putting too much energy? Am I on the ether too much? Am I in the gym too much? Am I in the mirror too much? Mm -hmm. Am I in my head too much? It takes radical self-awareness to know who we are as individuals and what that perfect balance looks like. And that is going to be the baseline for health, 100%. I cannot be ill 
mind, body, or spirit when I'm balanced because spiritual sickness has brought me to extreme levels of health. Being in my mind has brought me to the level of despair. I don't wish on my worst enemy and abusing my body has taken me to levels of physical pain that I can't tolerate anymore going forward. So I know what that feels like for me. And now that I know what bliss feels like when I'm not there, I know something's out of whack and I got to recalibrate. And when I'm there, I cannot get sick. I have not been ill at all. Not a sniffle, not a cold, not anything since 2004. Mm. That's pretty bananas because I'm balanced. Yeah. I'm balanced. And I love my balance so much. I refuse to give it up. So that balance Mm. is my top priority. And it's balance that I teach my clients, whether you're a nutrition client, we're doing upgrade to raw together, or you're a self-mastery client. We're doing the I'm everything project. It's all radical self-awareness to get you to find your perfect balance for you. Again, I'm not having you do me. I'm having you find you. Mm, Hell yeah. And for our listeners who are interested in supporting you and following you, keeping up to date on your fucking amazing content that you put out into the world or working with you, where can we find you? How would you like us to contact you? Okay. So I obviously have websites and all that, but I really feel like shooting people over to my social media pages are going to be the best way to get exactly what they need from me. Mm-hmm. So if there are women specifically who would like to work with me as a self-awareness uh, guide to your own self-mastery for incredible manifestations, for getting rid of fears, for integration, self-actualization, all that stuff to get rid of the crap and become your truest authentic self, becoming your own guru, please head over to the I am everything project on Instagram. And within the link tree of my bio, you can see where I have a link up for a free self-discovery call with me. This is an act of service on my part to people who are serious and willing to radically change their life. If you're not willing, please don't waste my time. But if you really want to get to the next level, I will spend at least an hour of my time with you really helping you do that. Because every time I'm of service to you, I'm more in alignment with my dharma. I also have for everyone, men, women, children, whatever, on the I Am Everything Project page, I have a link in my link tree to a free Raise Your Vibration PDF guide that will teach you how to keep in constant contact with source, God, the universe, great spirit, whatever, all throughout your day to keep you there in that alignment with that frequency of spirituality and faith so that we're not in our mind, so that we can vibe higher just through that practical practice of real tangible gratitude alone. If someone would like to work with me as a raw nutritionist, even if they want to lose you know, 10 pounds, maybe they just haven't been able to integrate rawness um, into their lifestyle because they think it's overcomplicated. I will teach you everything you've ever needed to know on the Superfit by Andrea Instagram. And on that link tree, I have where you can also get a free strategy session with me to see if my program is right for you. And at the very least, my upgrade to raw program is what I'm talking about. At the very least, I'll send you on your way with some very useful tips and tricks to start implementing if we're not a good match. Now, for all of my offerings, If we are not a good match, I do not take you as a client. It makes no sense. If like for me, that's out of integrity and the karma I'm sending out with that is desperation for more clients. And that's not what I'm doing. I am really putting out my intention to align with those who are willing to do the work and allow me to show them the the path. And when we're matched with my energy, I'm going to put into you and your willingness, you're going to put into you. It's over. You're done deal. Like it's written in the stars. So 
if you're vibing with anything I've said today, or maybe you're not, you're like, fuck this bitch. She's giving me some resistance. Maybe we need to really connect, right? Please reach out. So whether it's self-mastery or raw food, and you don't have to be a vegan to be a raw foodist. You know, I was not plant-based for years while I was raw. I was sashimi, I was raw milk, I was raw cheese, you know, carpaccio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So remember, there's no box. There's just you doing you. There's just you doing you. Mm. Beautiful. Andrea Lowe, longevity and mindset master. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so grateful for you. It's just been an honor to have you here. I love you so much. I'm so glad that we vibrationally aligned and really saw each other and resonated with that infinite truth of our beings that pulled us together to have this conversation. Emily, I'm so grateful for you in my life. And I'm so, so honored that you had me on truly from the bottom of my soul. I am honored. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for believing in me. And I cannot wait for conversation number two, three, four, sky's the limit. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Andrea. I hope you loved this interview with Andrea Lowell, longevity and mindset master. I'll have all of Andrea's contact info in the show notes. And folks, if you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review, share this podcast with your community. This is big, okay? This movement, this self-empowerment movement, this holistic health movement, spiritual movement, natural health movement is global, okay? It's not just about us. So share this information. We are raising the consciousness of the entire planet. Let's make this happen. Let's continue to do that. Share this podcast with your community, folks. If you would like to book an intuitive session with me, head to the link in my bio on Instagram or Facebook. And if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, message me on social media as well. I am Emily Kosick, self-empowerment leader and CEO of Root Awakening. Thank you so much for listening to this. I love you all. I'm so grateful for you all. I am so happy that you are here. I love you so much. See you on the next episode.